morning everybody it's Kate Ward checking in with you um, with some more of our interviews with artists who are part of the Making Zen online retreat. The retreat is happening from the 15th to the 19th of May, so two weeks from now. And this morning we're going to be speaking with Meredith Woolner. So we're connecting all the way from Nova Scotia to Australia. So let's see if I can um, connect with her. Lovely to see so many people joining in with us first thing this morning. Here she is. How are you? <laughs> we have a frozen um Good, uh, good. Sorry, it's just a bit it's a bit choppy on my side. I hope it's all clear on your side. But hello, hello, it's lovely to see you. <laughs> Likewise, and um, it is a little choppy, so let's hope that um, the connection smooths out. If we, yeah, exactly, big time. If we have um, if it continues to be choppy, let's regroup, hang up, and start again because I find sometimes that works as well. Yeah, but now it sounds like you're coming through loud and clear. How I know are you? it's so nice no, it's to been catch a couple up of years again. since uh, the last time I was part of the Making Zen retreat, so it's great to be back. It's lovely to, to see your face again and to be working with you again on this. I always love being a part <laughs> of it. Yes, totally. Well, um, last year um, you were off doing some amazing e explorations around Australia. And um, I know as part of the, what you're offering for the retreat this time around, it's a little bit different. And I feel like maybe your adventures in Australia might have inspired this new... Oh, in some ways, perhaps? yes. I think in many ways, in some what I'm sharing ways. in the retreat this time is uh, different from, well, I'm best known for my embroidery work, my sculptural embroidery, my nature-inspired sculptural embroidery, which is a lot of fun. And the last time I did the retreat with you, I taught something that kind of allowed people to dip their toe into my sculptural embroidery world. But this time I'm doing um, a different mm. workshop where we're focusing on drawing and taking inspiration from nature to learn more about what we're trying to draw and starting to develop our own illustrations and own patterns based off things we collect. Because so many people seem to struggle with drawing and it's such a huge, important and enjoyable part of my own practice. So I'm really excited to share this part of it. And it's interesting that you mentioned the travel um, because I think when I traveled, um, I did an illustrated travel journal as sort of my little creative outlet when I was traveling. I did a, I was traveling for four months with my, my little young family in a caravan and that was my like little creative, my little Zen outlet while we were traveling in the chaos of traveling with two kids <laughs> under five. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, yes. And I shared a bit of that when I was traveling because, you know, I wasn't sewing, but I was still sort of active on social media and so many people related to it and connected with it and loved it. So I think that's why um, there's more interest in seeing that part of my practice. And I'm excited to share that in some way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and I guess that's how I was making those connections because I was following your adventures <laughs> vicariously through Instagram and absolutely loved seeing the drawing um, side and, and the way that you would collect images and, and write a little bit about your experience, which is so beautiful on so many levels because to have the time to be able to do that <laughs> is pretty magical. But it also means you've also got this wonderful resource and fabulous um uh what would you call it just way of 
remembering yeah, what I, you've done. I actually got it here. I was trying to um, find some examples of what we'll be um, teaching in the workshop to show you. And I piled them all up neatly at the studio today and left them all there. But I do have my travel journal, so I can show you that so you have some idea of what I'm talking about. It was just this little blue, this little blue book that I just, as I was traveling, we would make little notes and little illustrations of where I was going and what I was doing mm. and what we were seeing. So I have this um, lovely little keepsake, which kind of cherry picks the highlights. And because it was a creative thing that I was working on, while we were traveling, I feel so much more connected to this little book and the drawings in this book than any of the photographs we took, because there's something about drawing things because you look at things so closely and you're so focused and connected when you're drawing, it's so different to most other or many other kind of creative things. So I, I flick, I flick back through yeah, this book yeah. and I'm transported back to sitting there drawing them and, and, and some of the experiences we have. So it's a wonderful keepsake, but it's also yeah a, a great trigger yeah. of that wonderful trip. So very special. Isn't it, it, it totally is. And um, I guess how um, I was connecting with it because I do like to do a lot of traveling as well. And um, one of my, I guess, treats during traveling, because you're moving around, it's exhausting. You've kind of always got to be on your have your wits about you, that kind of thing. So my way of relaxing and absorbing the culture is to go yep. and find a nice looking coffee shop, get out my sketchbook and either draw the scene around me if I've got a nice panorama or draw the food in front of me if I've got something delicious. And it's like you say, you connect with it more because you're in the moment, I guess you're... Like you say, it's your moments of Zen. It's your moments of being in the now, in the present. And because of that, you you are, you're experiencing the whole um, gamut of senses, I guess, um, rather than stopping taking a picture or moving on along and, and taking the next picture kind of thing. You, you've had absolutely. A, a moment yeah. to absorb yeah, absolutely. it all. Mm. Yeah. It's such a nice thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, sorry. And, what I really, um, really appreciated about that is I had no idea that you'd also mm. um, study yeah. drawing as well. With and, and I was just, I'd love to know a little bit more about the class. And was that before you'd got into sculptural embroidery? Yeah, that's, that's great. So um, my sort of education history was I, I studied fine art straight out of school. And it was during that study that I found this type of embroidery technique and I fell in love with that and I was so excited about that. But because I spent so much time in the textile art world when I studied at uni, I never really felt like I got those drawing fundamentals uh, down pat. And it got to the point in my own embroidery art practice that I was working with nature, but I was struggling to get the ideas from my head out into my designs and in my work. I felt I didn't have that confidence and skill in drawing. And when I moved to my current home in mm -hmm. Newcastle, I moved away. I was working as a full-time teacher for after art school. Um, but as I was moving and focusing more on my art practice, I was like, I want to go back and I want to learn how to draw. And I want some help with that. So I went in search of a course. And I was just thinking I was going to take like a short little drawing course or a community college course. But through a series of serendipitous circumstances, I kept hearing about this natural history illustration degree that was run here at Newcastle University. And it's one of the only ones in the world. And it just happens to be running in this new town that I've gone to. 
and it just sounded too perfect for me. It was just this wonderful mix of art and science and like I would chat to people in the grocery store line who were doing it and they were talking about it or people would come to my exhibitions and they'd be like, have you heard of this course? Because it is, it is so you. Um, but I didn't plan to do another degree, but I went and spoke to them and just, yeah, it just seemed too perfect. And I just sort of found like, felt like I'd found my people because it was art school with this wonderful science and nature mm -hmm. focus. And it was art school without all the egos that you sometimes get um, and all the conceptual stuff, which can sometimes, you know, go <laughs> over my head. It was just great for me. And it allowed me the more important thing for me wasn't so much about learning to draw that came with the practice, but it was also the fieldwork process and the process of researching and looking and really understanding what it is that you're trying to depict. And all of that now feeds into my embroidery work. Mm -hmm. I have so much research and lead up work and mm -hmm. sketching that most people don't see. And that's what now gets me from my inspiration through to the design that I want. I don't have to find the perfect reference photo or I don't have to take the perfect photo to be able to base my designs off. I have a process now of looking closely at the things I'm depicting, drawing them many times to become really familiar with them. And then once I'm familiar with them and I understand their structures and how they work, then I can pretty much draw them however I want. And it's some of those elements that I've tried to put into mm -hmm. the workshop for Making Zen this year because I get so much out of it. It's so important to my practice and giving me the confidence to design my own unique designs that I'm happy with and that look how I want them to look. So yeah, mm. that's, that's where it came from. That's yeah. where my love of illustration came from, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And it's so wonderful. So, cause I'm very lucky. I had a chance to see a sneak peek of what you're going to be teaching as part of the making Zen. And it really does what you're, you're saying there is you're so familiar with um, the subjects that you're drawing that you can take the essence and make it work for you to, to fit into a design. So if, <laughs> without giving too much away, you're, you're kind of showing people how to create a repeat pattern in a sense that can be, um, worked upon where you're working on focusing on one particular idea or motif uh, which is uh, referenced from nature but at the same time you're making it your own to to make it part of yeah yeah because I feel design. like that's that's a big barrier for mm -hmm. so many people they sort of see things that they like and that they want to create or they want to draw but they just can't make that jump from drawing the thing to drawing the thing in the way that's going to be used for their design or their artwork. Um, and that was a big thing for me too. So yeah, I think my, uh, again, without giving too much away, my uh, workshop for this year is, it's, it's also hopefully just trying to take some of the pressure off drawing because so many people are so quick to say, oh, I can't draw or I don't have a creative bone in my body. I can't draw. I'm a terrible drawer. And I just don't believe that's true. I think you can learn to draw. It's a learnt skill like anything yeah. else. And it can be so satisfying. In my art practice, the most creative and satisfying parts is the drawing, is the designing. Once I sit down at the sewing machine, I'm essentially colouring in. I've already figured out the design. Um, you know, yeah, yeah the designing is yeah, the fun yeah. part. But, um, yeah, it's often the overlooked part, I think, when people look at my yeah. work. And that's that's so true because I guess um, there's a certain magic of seeing the design unfold with the beautiful colours that you work with and the, the mesmerising motion of the, the needle as it's going up and down and we're following your um, progress that way. But you're right, it, there is a lot of um, thought that 
goes into actually creating the design because um, working with the materials that you work with, if you don't put them together in such a way, they can turn yep. into a big mess. And that's quickly. the step, isn't it? It's <laughs> choosing the right subject matter and then developing a design that's going to work in your particular art medium. And, you know, that obviously takes yeah. an understanding of the art medium, mm -hmm. but you've also got to be able to um, develop a design that's suitable for it because not everything is suitable for the type mm -hmm. of eye work, work that I do or for many things that people do. So it's about having the confidence to go from your inspiration mm -hmm. point to the design that's going to work with your art form, whatever that will be. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's true. And I guess you've probably come across it through a lot of trial and error and figuring out what works and what doesn't work and maybe having some yep. happy accidents <laughs> along the way of discoveries. We like happy that... accidents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> They're the best. <laughs> Once you learn to appreciate them, I think sometimes that's the hard thing, isn't it, when it yeah. doesn't quite work out the way you're hoping. But suddenly if you reframe how you look it's it's a good thing and um but and i was only thinking about it this morning because i thought well you know your designs are very beautiful and and they're very considered and the drawing practice is so important and i know um myself as well going through art school as a textile artist you focus on the textile um techniques drawing drawing was something we were forced to do I didn't really want to do it but we had to do it and I think in part I didn't enjoy it because I mm -hmm. felt like I couldn't draw as and I'm like just, just can't do it yep. uh, not realizing that it is a skill that you can learn like anything else kind of like learning how to write or yep. learning how to knit or anything like that the more you practice the better you get the more comfortable it is probably the less frustrating to <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And it, it is getting over that hump. Like mm. it's, I, I completely understand that. It's, it's that developing those fine motor skills to get what you want in your brain, through your hands. And yes, it, it can be frustrating mm. when things don't turn out. But, mm. you know, you can also start simple. Don't try and draw the really hard, crazy thing to begin with. Start simple. Start with a simple shape that you know well. Get to know it well. And then it all starts to fall into yeah. place. And then once you yeah. have some successes, then you're more encouraged to keep going and then you'll get better and better and better. Practice makes progress. <laughs> it totally does. And I guess um, something else that you were saying um, is it's the observation process too, isn't it? So um, spend some time with the subject matter that you're working with and, and look at the, the shapes of the lines and the colours of the, the object and that kind of thing. And through repetition, that will also kind of all fall into place too because you're I think um when we're growing up we draw what we think not what we see and so that I think is also a, a big learning curve as yeah. well that's a hugely important thing so many people draw what they think it should look like yeah. and not actually what they're yeah. looking at yeah. and that's when they go off track and then once you go off track then it's kind of hard to rein it back and then yes that observation that thing as well whenever i'm drawing i'm spending more time looking at my subject than at my page that's the ratio mm -hmm. that you want to get you want to spend more time looking at what you're drawing than looking at your drawing. And that's sometimes hard to do. It's easy to just get lost in your drawing and, and then try and fix it up and try and do this and that. But the, the secret is looking at what you're trying to draw and draw what you're seeing. 
and yeah. <laughs> the drawing is an illusion right it's it's not real we're just tricking the eye to so that you recognize mm. a particular thing but yeah mm. Mm. that's so true so when you say you spend more time looking rather than drawing are you looking and drawing at the same time you're just not looking at your paper or are you looking absorbing and then applying what you can see onto paper or is it a bit of both it's a bit of both um it's probably particularly when you're starting out you probably want to do more looking at the thing and then drawing um although that it's a fun activity to do don't look at your page just sit there and look at your subject and try and draw it and you might be surprised at what at what you get um but yeah looking is so important and then also even looking before you draw taking time so if you're trying to draw a face or a leaf or a flower or whatever stop and spend some time and look at it and look at it like a scientist like you're discovering it for the first time and and you know how big is it what shape is it what texture is it what color is it you know how trying to understand the proportions and its shape and its form and if you have a really good idea of that in your head before you even start you know you're already good friends with your subject before mm. you try to replicate it and i feel like spending that time looking just really helps overall yeah. and makes you feel yeah. more connected to it yeah. too i like that i like um how you you call it being friends with what you're drawing so you're you're familiar with it it's not just yeah. something it's you're familiar with whatever it is that you're drawing yeah yes I love that. that's very nice and mary you were saying that um you're traveling around last year and finding moments of zen in your sketchbook you're a, a very busy artist and mother of two young children how do you manage to find time to, to do your creativity? Do you have any secrets for people who want to spend more time being creative but just can't quite find the time? Gosh, yeah, if I found the secret, that would be it, wouldn't it? I think, wouldn't it though? I think, you, yeah, I think you've got to make it a priority and I think you've got to realise how important that time is for yourself and for your sanity. I certainly find, and I was even talking to my husband about it today, I was all stressed about this, that, and the other thing this morning and the kids and school's back and lunches and everything. And I was in a bit of a tears. I was a bit cranky when he called me on the way to work. And then he called me later in the day and I was in the studio and I only get a couple of days a week in the studio when both my kids are in school and care. And it was a day in the studio where I was just drawing and stitching. I was just doing the things that I love. You know, I was just doing the, the creative work, not all the other admin businessy side of things. And that was just what I needed to reset. And he, he'd called me later in the day. He's like, you sound so much happier. And I'm like, yes, because I'm doing what I like to do and I'm <laughs> making progress and it feels really good. Mm. And I just, yeah, when you realize that you need that time, I think it's important to schedule that time because mm. otherwise everything else will get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's, it's funny because it's like you say, it's so important. It's such a sanity saver. It helps ground you and bring you back to the present. And yet it's quite often the thing that is at the bottom of our to-do list or it gets pushed aside because of more or urgent things or, or whatever. So I like, like your suggestion of. I, you off. I hope you're back. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> Yep. Back again. Yes, yes, I was just saying. I don't know where I went, but I'm back. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> pressed something. Oh, technology. Live videos. Don't uh, you love it? I know, exactly. 
<laughs> no, I know, I know what you mean. I feel like um, we're so quick to push aside the things that we enjoy and the things that we feel are maybe selfish, like taking mm -hmm. time out to do something creative or to make something because we feel like you know, we're meant to be a good wife, a good mother, a good worker, the house needs to be clean and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I feel you also need to take the time for yourself to be the good wife and the good mother and the good worker. It's all a balancing act and mm -hmm. you need to do the things that you enjoy and that feed your soul um, to be good and happy and everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so true. So you, um, your um, moments of creativity happen during the day where you have the opportunity and the time and space because your children are at school and care. Oh, that's lovely. So that that's kind of that's what you, what you schedule to. Yes, for your that's how I make it work. <laughs> it's the only way I can make it work at the moment at this stage of life. Yes. 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 Well, having two under five, that's definitely. Um, <laughs> A handful. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> understatement. <laughs> In the best way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, and you wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> and do you have any fun things coming up that you'd like to share with us? Oh, um, yes. Well, I'm currently working on a new solo exhibition. It's still early stages. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm so stressed because I, I have so much work to do and never enough yeah. time to do it. And that's yeah. why getting into the studio feels great because I feel like I'm moving forward. So that's mm. later in the year. That's in uh, October, November. So I'm working towards that. I'm very excited about that. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing on my calendar this year. Um, no more travel, unfortunately, yeah. for the near future. But maybe <laughs> one day soon. <laughs> and um, with your exhibition that's coming up, because I know you like to work in a variety of different sizes, are you um, working large again or working small or a combination of the two? It'll probably be a bit of a combination. So um, mm -hmm. the last solo show I did was a hundred small pieces. A hundred, I did a one hundred embroidery project, and they were all the same size, and it was yeah. great. Um, I loved it. But yeah, this time it feels good to be working a bit bigger again. Um, I just started a piece today, which is a considerable size. I realised when I started why working big it takes so long, but it's worth it. Um, so yes, <laughs> it'll be a bit of a range. There'll be some big studies, but then also some smaller pieces. Something yeah. for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And the subject matter, are you continuing to explore the corals and, and those um, shapes? Yeah, I'm actually very much stuck in coral at the moment. The way it's looking, it might end up being an, an entire show about coral. And that's fine because I feel like that is an endless inspiration source as it is. I haven't had a, a, an exhibition that focused uh, for a while. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I said it's not 100% sorted yet, but it's going to be very ocean based at least. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I imagine um, as part of your process, uh, you're probably researching the corals as you're drawing them, or do you have some in mind that you're looking to recreate? Or is it a bit yes. of both? It's a bit of both. Always a bit of both. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I particularly love um, your fan-shaped corals, like your Gorgonian corals. Also, they lend themselves very well to my embroidery technique because they're lovely lace-like structures. So mm. I find them fascinating, but they're also quite difficult to identify. And I want to learn more about them. I want to learn more about the differences because um, so often we see them and we just say, oh, it's a coral fan. You know, identifying corals tricky. And mm. I do am a bit of a science nerd. I've always got that in the background. So I've, um, I've actually connected with a few uh, scientists 
that have some great resources on uh, coral identification. And I'm trying to get my head wrapped around that. Um, it's a, particularly for those types of corals, identifications are like microscopic. And that's not really what I'm so much interested in. But yeah, I'm just, I'm enjoying the challenging journey of learning more about them. Mm -hmm. And then I'm curious to see how that gets translated. I'm not to say that the exhibition will be like scientifically accurate. That's not my goal. Um, but I think I always like to explore and learn. And then, of course, um, express that in the work as well, mm -hmm. so that other curious mm -hmm. people can learn as well, perhaps when they see or experience my work. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes too, that's all part of the process, isn't it? Even though you're going to do all this research and you're making these connections with scientists, um, it, what you're learning doesn't necessarily need to be exactly replicated in your own artwork. You can take the, the essence of it and, and recreate it that way. And then yep. if you wish, you can always share that little bit of extra knowledge in a write-up or as part of a catalogue or something like that too so yeah yeah absolutely I think when it comes to my work I, whatever I'm drawn to about a particular specimen whether it be a leaf or a coral or anything that's generally the thing that becomes the hero of my stitched interpretation of it mm. because that was what drew me in and of course I then study it and learn about it and draw it many times until I feel I can draw it how I like mm. but the essences like you said are really what I'm trying to depict so my works aren't always you know realistic like scientific replications but they pull out the best parts or the parts that I find most interesting and really magnify them that's if there's a goal of my work at the moment anyway that's I think that's where I'm at not to mention how fabulous to be connecting with scientists and learning a bit more that way too like I could imagine that just um talking with you know because scientists are creative too just in a slightly different way Absolutely. than uh, visual artists so talking to them about what they're learning and studying and just being I don't know engaging in that way must be so stimulating as well too mm, yeah no it's really exciting it's a different way of sort of approaching things mm. um so, yeah, I'm only sort of early stages and, and you know, it's always hard to pin people down. Um, but, uh, yeah, it definitely brings another depth to my work. And it's it's probably not necessary to create the work, but it's so fulfilling and it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I agree. I think um, for your own personal fulfilment, it probably is incredibly necessary, but whether it, you know... <laughs> better than anyone else no <laughs> I know but I mean that's that's all part of the creative journey isn't it is learning and understanding and appreciating like it's a beautiful form yes but through your um your co connections with the scientists you're going to learn so much more about it and who knows what rabbit holes that will take you down next you know it, you just know. never know where it will take you that is very true I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes yes yeah. me too um can you share where the show is going to be at or that's all still yeah. very secret yeah. yeah no 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 it's not a hush um so um it's a gallery that i've shown at before it's a gallery called the milk factory gallery they are in barrel which is the southern highlands of new south wales it's sort of a nice little beautiful town to visit mm. a bit out of the way but well worth mm. the trip yeah. mm. it's it's very beautiful as you know my father's in kayama so barrel's just kind of just around the corner so down the road we've got a wonderful little comment coming in from danielle saying um oscar wilde said about life imitating art and art imitating life so true yeah. so true 
yeah yeah and just just appreciating all the nuances within that absolutely well meredith thank you so much for your time today it's always lovely to connect um it's i'm so excited to hear about what you're working on and super excited to have you as part of the making zen retreat um i know there's also a little um special offer that people can sign up for when they follow along to your workshop which happens to be on friday the 19th of may mm -hmm. um would you like to share what that is oh so i think um there's just a link to my online course so i have a little online course if you're um, although the workshop is drawing based, if you're interested in drawing with your sewing machine, which is another fabulous way to draw, I have a little online course that you can um, connect to and check out as a result of that. So that's yes. there as well. Yes. Yep. And that's free, I believe. So yep. people can do yep. their yep. in the world. Yeah. Yes, yeah. free. So yeah, you can come along and, and, and check out my workshop in the Making Zen Retreat. See if you like me as a teacher. And if you're interested in taking your drawing to your sewing machine, mm. then you can take that next step and, and jump on that free course and, and dive into that wonderful yes. world too, which I love. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a lovely connection and a very generous bonus. Um, so thank you so much, uh, particularly because I know it's 10 o'clock late at night it's quite late here my whole household's <laughs> asleep and i will be there very soon but oh, it's well worth staying up <laughs> and it's been a delight to chat to yeah. you kate so thank you uh, absolutely thank you so much and um much love to you and to you, you. see you very bye-bye